We are speaking with the one and only uh, guitarist uh, Gus G. The new album is Quantum Leap, and it is also his first all-instrumental solo album. So, uh, as we say here in Montreal, uh, bonjour. Uh, how are you? <laughs> bonjour. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good. So, uh, by the way, how do we say uh, how do we say that in Greek? Bonjour. How do we say hello in Greek? Yasu. Yasu. So I should know that. Yes. My wife. My wife is Greek. I should know that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like the basic. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll, she, I'll go tell she, her. She, uh, she must know that. I'll go tell her that go, later. But uh, go, go go surprise her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because all all I say is uh, popo, and it's just like that doesn't go over well very well. Oh, ah, popo. Yeah. Oh my. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Can't be going. Can't be saying that. Too <laughs> um, so, but let's get into this here because you you've done solo albums in the past and you've had vocalists come in, guest vocalists and others. Um, was this a a reaction to the pandemic where just getting together with other people wasn't going to happen, or did you actually say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to be like Steve Vai, I'm going to be like Satriani, hell, we're going to make an all instrumental. Yeah, it was more like the first one. I definitely didn't say I'm going to be like Satriani or Vi. It's impossible. Well, you, you know, I, I this is the thing. Because of records that these guys have made and because, like, the standard is so high, it's always like, I always thought, well, why bother? Like, what is there to, to do? Like, it's been, I mean, these guys, have they've put out such masterpieces that I never thought there was such a need for, like, a too many instrumental shred albums around. Um so, you know, it was more of a case where I just had to keep myself busy somehow once the lockdown started. And I thought, well, you know, I can't travel really. And I didn't really feel like exchanging files with people. I mean, I do that anyways all the time, but I was just like, just very, you know, kept to myself more or less and, and to my family. And I just, you know, would turn on the computer in my, in my, in my home studio and just, put down ideas and then i thought at some point well maybe this is the right timing to do that instrumental album that i've been thinking about all these years but i always i, I never really had the balls to do it so now was the time uh i could really focus into something like this into a project like this and um it, it was interesting because i didn't know how to make an instrumental record i've done instrumental yeah. songs before in within records right that i've done that had vocals but never uh as a like a want like a, a full project, full on project with no it's voice. Like, it's like where do you start and where do you finish, right? It's like okay, is it going to be forty five minutes? Is it going to be an hour? Like how do you, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And what is a starting point? Like it really is like what kind of music am I going to play? Like obviously it will be within rock or metal, but should I just start playing like bluesy stuff or boogies or something, or should I just play like real like metal stuff or? But I quickly realized it doesn't, it, it can be all of these things together. Like with instrumental music, you can sky's the limit really, because the one thing, the one element that is there that glues everything together is the guitar. So, you know, you can have like a, an acoustic track and then you can have like a, I don't know, a very atmospheric track. And then you can go into something that's like balls to the wall metal kind of thing. And then you can do like a blues track and then you can. I don't know. You can do a country track. It doesn't really matter. I mean, you can uh, do whatever you, you want. Just, yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you about the, the, the writing process for this. Cause you know, when you're writing a song with lyrics, you know, sometimes the lyric comes first. Sometimes the melody comes first. Sometimes it's a great rift, 
for this, how do you decide or how does the song come together? Do you, I mean, are you just sort of sitting on the corner of the bed playing something and go, oh, okay, that's a song. How do you decide? Because, you know, when you're doing like the Ozzy album, you're going, okay, I got to get the, the guitar part to fit that vocal. I got to get... What are yeah. we doing here? Um, well, that that is kind of like the... I guess the million dollar question. Well, no, but it's like, it's, it's, it can be, yeah, I guess. Because I usually what I do is I will start with some ideas that I've already had, you know, like in right. my computer, like half finished ideas or a riff here and there. And I look at it and revisit it later and be like, Hey, can I do something out of this? Um, how does that work? And so I'll usually get a starting point to help me you know, give me some sense of direction. Um, and then that'll probably most times spark new ideas and I'll start writing stuff from scratch. Um, so I guess that was, that happens to me when I do vocal records and this time it was no different. The, the, the problem was like how to develop these ideas and how to basically fill that space that usually was taken by a voice. Um, but, you know, essentially melody just like with vocals melody is the king you need them you need strong melodies and yep that's what i heavily relied on and uh and at the same time with instrumental music you can go so many different directions you can do you can change tempos you can do key changes so all of a sudden you can have totally totally different mood swings so you can play really technical stuff you can go back into it so so there's all these things and you know? so you just kind of like follow the song and um try to feel inspired i guess and uh, i mean there uh, i'm not gonna lie there were a couple of songs that i had to really go in there and do several versions and dissect them and re put them together again and again and again until they came together and then there were songs that i just wrote in 15 minutes <laughs> it's strange well you know listen you when you listen to interviews with the guys like you know paul mccartney or mick jagger and stuff and you go oh, talk about that song they go ah oh, i wrote it in the back of a taxi on the way to the hotel and you're like what so yeah. yeah it doesn't mean anything yeah. how long it takes sometimes inspiration is is immediate so now that you've gone through the process and you've done this first solo album or this first instrumental solo album did you enjoy the process do you go you know what i'm ready for another one or do you go all right you know what give me a vocalist bring, give, give me firewind bring back ozzy whatever let's let's get back to that <laughs> No, you know what? I would do it again for sure. Because now I, I first of all, this this project saved my life last year. You know, just um, it, it helped me so much uh, just being at home and, you know, having a new record and not being able to tour and do nothing and really sitting there trying not to get sick or whatever, you know, so with all, all this crazy stuff happening around us. So it, it really helped me. So um now that I uh, I got the grip of it, I think I think I, I would definitely do something like that again. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of early to think about what's what's next, but no. But you understand yeah. the process now. You yeah. Go, okay. Yeah. I know what this is about. So when you said it helped you, was it a question of like mental health? Were you sitting at home, sort of just going bat, you know, crazy, and then you go, I need something to focus on. I need a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Totally like that. Wow. I mean, I enjoyed time at home, you know, being with my family, you know, with my wife and, and the cats and everything. And then the, <laughs> so it, it was great. And uh, I, I realized I really needed to do that as well because I've been on tour for like what seems like 20 years. But um, yeah, aside from that, I, um, 
you know, there were like ups and downs, like everybody went through, um, like, well, the whole uncertainty of all this, what is, you know, when is this going back to, when is our life going back to what it used to be and how is it going to be? And will we, when will we be able to play some music live again and, and see people? And all, so all these things are like messing, messing with your mind. It, it, so yeah, m- music was the savior through all this. Listen, it was it was the savior uh, to me uh, to me as well. I spent my time building playlists so I could listen to Metallica and 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 Scorpions and yeah, know, it's it's a great savior now. Uh, and also UFO, which brings me to Vinnie Moore. Mm. You, you have Vinnie on Force Majeure, or as we say in Quebec, Force Majeure. Mm. Um, talk to me about Vinnie, because you know, being in UFO, he oh sometimes gets overshadowed by fans with oh Michael Schenker this and and Paul Chapman that and but Vinny is a great player. Uh, talk to me about having him on there and and what did he bring and and did he give offer any suggestions in terms of how to make an instrumental record because he's made many. Yeah, um, well, Vinny, in my opinion, he's one of the greatest. Uh, I've been a big fan of his. I, I mean, I've been very influenced by his solo material. Uh, I mean, I grew up listening to his records. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm way more familiar with his work as a solo artist rather than UFO. With that said, I was there at his first gig with UFO, which was in my hometown here mm-hmm. in Greece. That was his first show ever with UFO. And I was there and I just heard they're going to play their last show again in Greece. Yeah. And so, you'll be yeah. there. I'll I'll try to be there if I'm not if I'm not doing anything else of course yeah if I'm I mean if I'm not traveling I will definitely go and oh, see well, that show. get the get Firewind to open I mean come on <laughs> that would be great that would be great uh, maybe we are a bit too heavy metal but <laughs> but uh, doesn't matter doesn't matter who cares yeah Did you get to open for UFO and and uh, they they have a live album out that came out in I don't know 2006 or something called Showtime and you get to hear Vinny on those songs and you just go wow. Yeah. I've seen Vinny with UFO a couple of times besides that Greek show. Uh, and he, the guy's on fire. He's like, he doesn't get enough credit for his uh, work in UFO. No. Uh, but generally he's like a very low key kind of guy. As a, He is like that as a person, you know. Uh, he just lets the music do the talk. Uh, without but how, too how did you meet him? How did you get him on the album? I, I'm, I've been friends with Vinny for about 10 years. Uh, so okay. he was doing... Um, uh, he was doing a solo tour here in Greece, I think 2010, and uh, I met him, and we actually jammed on stage that night. Wow. Uh, yeah, and we kept in touch. Uh, I was just like new to Ozzy at that time, and uh, he came out to, when I, when I was touring the States with Ozzy, he came out to, uh, with his family to one of the shows. So, you know, we've, we've, been, we've been buddies, you know, like throughout the years, and um, eventually our, you know, our uh, booking agents put something together, and they asked me, would you like to... Uh, do some shows with Vinny as a, and that was 2017. And I was like, yeah. So we ended up doing a tour with Richie Cotts and Vinny Moore and, and me. I mean, talk about a, a guitar player's wet dream, you know? So, uh, so I was like, wow, you know, I, I was like a kid again, you know? <laughs> so, so prior to the tour, I had this song and I reached out to Vinny and I said, look, man, I want to put out this single to kind of promote the tour and stuff. It was right after I'd put out my, um, my, my album Fearless, which my, was my previous album. And I said, would you do the honor to, to, uh, to, uh, to play a guest solo? And, and, uh, and he did it. Uh, he did a great solo. 
And, you know, he admitted that was not like he hasn't done any of this neoclassical type of stuff since the 80s because he went into more of a classic rock path later on. But um, but he totally shredded, man. And uh, and then that's that's what it was. You know, that was a single that we put out three years ago to kind of promote that tour that we were going to do together. And that song did really well. And I just put it on the track list of the new album because I thought it belonged. It should be part of a full album playlist you know a track list so um that's that's the story for that song so i i decided to put it as a closing song on the album i agree i mean you know um moving forward um, obviously you're still going to do the firewind stuff but do you see yourself becoming like we talked about a satriani or vi where you want to have you know three four five six instrumental albums and go out and do 3g kinds of tours or in your term your your gg so 2g but you <laughs> the 2g tours uh but do you want to go out and do that stuff or do you or is this just this is for fun and go buy it but i'm a band guy and i want to go on tour and be in a band and i want to be you know where do you see yourself in the future Look, I've done numerous solo tours so far because I've done True. three albums already. Uh, but they've—I've always had like a singer in in, the, right. in 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 a solo band, so I've never really been there on that stage by myself doing a full instrumental set. I'm pretty sure that would be uh, very demanding in a totally different world. Um, as much as I am a band guy and I'm, I'm used, you know, I have my own band and we have our history and our thing together, and uh, I'm really comfortable in, in that. I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, if I have enough material to do a full instrumental show, I wouldn't be opposed to go out there and do that. At least try it and see if that's something I could do. I mean, um, I've toured with guys, with other guitar players that do full instrumental sets, like, you know, like Vinny and um, Angel Vivaldi and guys like that. And yeah. it's, it's, it's demanding, man. It's demanding to, to be a showman and play all these things at, at the same time. It, it's... Uh, but I, you know, but I, I would be up for a challenge like that. Yeah. I'm not saying I can make, I'm not sure if it, that can be like the main uh, vessel for my career, but it can be like a side thing next to what I'm doing with Firewind. Well, by the way, the, the, the Firewind album that came out in 2020, you didn't really get to tour it. Was that no. frustrating? Yeah, you bet it was. <laughs> so, and I'll just ask you one Firewind question based on that. Since you really couldn't tour it, do you sort of get back in the studio and say, let's just make a new album and we'll sort of do a tour where we promote both at the same time? Or do you just say, screw the new album, we have to do a tour before we can move on? Um, I, I really couldn't have gone back into, like as soon as I that, did that album and I really felt strongly about that album, I still do. Uh, it just wasn't something I could do right away again, like go back into, okay, let's make another one. It's just, you know, we've done nine studio albums. Like we've been around for 20 years. So after all this time, it's not like, I don't feel the need that, to, to put out firewind albums every year or every year and a half. Um, so, you know, I would have rather just wait until we can go out there and play some shows first and then think about a, a new album. So even though the next tours is not going to be the new album tour, you know, it's going to be actually we are, we're calling it a 20th anniversary tour. We booked a tour next year. Good. Let's so, hope it happens. Cause <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We hope it happens. So if it happens, it will be, you know, like a celebration of, you know, 20 years of making records. It'll be a celebration uh, of life too, because we haven't really lived one in, in a year. That, that too, that too. So, you know, we'll think about a new album right after all this stuff. 
Um, in, in terms of, of, um, well, you know, I, I lied. I'm going to ask you a second fire win question. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> as many as you want. doesn't matter. I, I said one, but well, you know, we're talking about your album. So I like to focus on, on what we're talking about. It seems fair. Uh, but uh, obviously you had the, you had that experience with Ozzy was coming back to Firewind or, or moving on that band forward. Was that something that you always wanted to do is, is, is sort of even during that Aussie period, say, I'm going to keep going with Firewind and I'm glad I'm back. Or at some point, did you think, I got to leave this band and I got to go be Gus G and I got to do something different? You know, it's a good question. It did because it did cross my mind many times. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, like with everything in life, um, I guess there's a circle of things like when you feel like when you feel like you've fulfilled some things maybe you feel like you need to go and do something else um, or just grab opportunity yeah i didn't feel that i needed to go to the next gig right after ozzy though like mm -hmm. i had offers to, to join other bands you know and big bands and, and do other additions and stuff like that but i just didn't feel the need that i uh it was like the, the whole um what do you call it like the the session musician uh, guy type of thing it wasn't my world as much the i felt hired gun more, you mean yeah hired done yeah yeah so um, that wasn't really my world uh so i thought about it like should i uh should i continue like going down that path uh or maybe join some other band i don't know or keep trying with my own thing and uh you know i don't, I don't know if i made the right decisions you know we will never know i i i uh well I'm, I'm glad of the records we made i'm i'm you know of course i'm, I'm not completely happy with a lot of the things how they went you know um but i mean who is you know there's always things can always happen in a different direction i don't know we always um, look back at what we've done and go oh my god right just, just look at your high school picture you go oh was i wearing that hair oh, <laughs> i'm not saying i regret it i'm not saying i regret it uh no being in, you know continuing with firewind I'm, I'm just saying that you know maybe we could have done some things differently and better in the band that's what i'm saying we've made wrong choices in the band i don't regret continuing with the band of course it's my band so um but yeah you know it's uh it's i think as much as firewind has like a you know this small history and all that we're a pretty troubled band you know especially with singers and members coming and going so that that's why i'm actually saying that uh but i'm really proud of the work we have done right you know yeah well, let me ask you this about the hired gun thing, because uh, I just spoke to Leland Sklar, who, who's the bass player, who's played on like 2000 things. And he loves being that. He loves being Phil, Phil Collins bassist, and that's great for him. Uh, and of course, the money's good. So as a hired gun, you could make a ton of money. We, we have no, we, we know that. But mm -hmm. you don't have the freedom to be creative. It's not mm -hmm. your songs. It's not your voice. It's not your writing. Is that where the balance came in for you, where you said, no, I have something to say. The money's nice, but I want to be Gus G. I don't want to be the guy in the shadows that doesn't even get a spotlight. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I always like to, I, to me, I've always, and before I came, I went to Ozzy's world, I was in my own little world. You know, I was in bands, you know, I was in Green Evil and I, I started that band and, mm -hmm. you know, and Firewind and all that stuff. So I've always like written my own songs or co-written with other people so uh yeah and you can say i'm a little bit of a control freak as well uh, I, ha I have a hard time kind of waiting until plans change all the time you know by 
a boss or whatever. So I, uh, I guess I'm just used to working for myself most of my life. Right. And, uh, you know, as much as, uh, you know, the Aussie uh, um, uh, experience was incredible and taught me so many things. It's just not like the, the, the thing that I, I wanted to continue for the rest of my life, you know, that, that type of, uh, those types of gigs, you know? So, um, um, so yeah. And, and of course, you know, that's the thing, like after Aussie, it's like, everything's going to be a downgrade anyways. So where do you go from that? Unless the band is called Metallica or something. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, I have, I have some great pictures of you that I took, uh, cause I was working the photo pit at the Aussie show in Montreal years ago. I, I should somehow get those. I'll, I'll tweet them out to you so you can see. Them yeah. I've yeah, got one please. where your hair is like full out, like, because you were sort of, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a great shot. I'll have to, I'll, I'll tweet it to you later. Yeah. Tweet it. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and so so in, that, that's what I was saying in terms of being the hired gun. You come in to make the Aussie record, or you come in to make another record, and they say, no, 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 play it slower, no, 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 play it faster, no, no. That drives you nuts. I mean, I, I'm just, I mean, without in Aussie's case, I would have stuck around if there was going to be another another album, but there, there didn't seem to be one. And I think, you know, he it took it. 10 years until he made another record and you know he he didn't use anybody from the band he went in to work with other producers and you know of course when you're a solo artist you you do you do that you know it's you collaborate with whoever you want to collaborate yeah. that's the whole point of it so by the way i like the andrew watt stuff on on the aussie i i think it was fun yeah me too i think it was a, i think it was a very good album there's some i mean that song under the graveyard that's a big song man that's amazing so yeah, you know what I mean. So don't that, disagree. Yeah, so it is what it is, and like you know, you move on and you go back to doing your own thing. That's how I looked at it. Like, okay, well, that that era of my life is over, and then I go back into what I know what to do best and um, where where I feel comfortable. Let me quickly ask you, uh, and, and we'll finish on this: the uh, the signature guitars for Jackson. Mm -hmm. How involved are you? Do do you give them the specs and do you work on it? Are you at like a tech head where you get in there and you say, "I needs this and that," and put a knob here, or do they just say, "Here's a guitar. We're going to stamp your name on it"? No, no, t totally not like that. It's actually we are. I am very involved into making the guitar. I mean, obviously, they have you know the, the shapes and stuff like that. Those right. are already trademarks that they own and all that. But you know, the, you customize it. You know, so I. I I tell them, okay, maybe this wood for the for the body and the neck, and you know the hardware. I want this and this, and um, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's definitely uh, tailor made to to what I like and what I need. Um, so it's a it's a it's a proper collaboration. Yeah. Right, and and it, it, it's amazing that you get a signature guitar because you know the, not everybody who plays a guitar gets one. So what was that well, it like? Seems like they... <laughs> the last few years, it seems like everybody has one. I, I know. know. <laughs> well, I I, 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 I was going to save this for later, but the uh, Mitch Lafon signature guitar is coming out next week. No, there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is. But how 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 exciting was that when when Jackson said, "Hey, be our guy." Was well, that that's better? the thing. That's the thing because a company like Jackson doesn't give out signature guitars to to just anybody, you know. Like, and and when I saw the roster there, I was like, wow, you know, I I would definitely like to be in that company, you know, with with Adrian Smith and then Randy Rhodes and legends like that and Phil Collins. So, yeah, that's like okay, yeah, I'd love to be in that company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, those guys have it down, man. Like, they have the right team. You know, they're really genius with marketing ideas um 
fresh ideas. Um, so you know, and 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 they they know how they know how to sell guitars and how they know how to make great guitars. And their master builders are amazing. And I've been to their factory many times, and, and it's just it's just great. It's it's an honor to work with a company like that. So every time that we 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 are you know we set to design a new instrument, it's um, I mean to me it's like a blessing. You know, it's a dream come true. Well, listen, you 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 certainly uh, got it going on. I mean, you get your own signature. You played with Ozzy. You've got your own instrumental album. I mean, come on, for a kid from Greece, you're doing pretty good. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Uh, I will remind everybody that Gus G Quantum Leap, the uh, two CD digipack, is uh, currently available for pre-order at the AFM Record Official Label Store. Only thirteen bucks, by the way, which that, that's a deal right there. Uh, and it ships, of course, on October 8th. Uh, and as we say in Montreal, uh, merci, Gus. Always a pleasure. And I will uh, tweet out that picture to you after so you can you can see Please it. Do. It's, it's, a, it's a beauty. But uh, Please do. Thanks. Merci. Thank you. Thank you, Mitch. Take it easy, man. Cheers. Bye-bye now. All the best. Bye. All right. Let's stop that recording. And there you go. Thank you.